I'm going to sit down today, if that's okay. I hadn't planned on sitting down, but... We're going to be in the book of James. If you've got your Bible, your iPhone, your whatever, Kindle, whatever it is you use. And something amazing, the Lord doesn't care what you use as long as you use it. I know some churches get on to y'all for using your phone and not having a Bible. I say just get it however you can get it. It's important. You know, as we we moved here to to Rome uh, to establish this work, there's a lot of religion in Rome. Um, There's a lot of hurt people by the church here in Rome. And that, that bothers me. Um, It bothers me that the church has been a poor representation of who Jesus is supposed to be and who Jesus is. And it's not just in Rome, it's all over the world. Um, And and no matter where I go, you see it. Uh, And everywhere that I go, I apologize to people for it. And people say, well, it wasn't you. I know, but we should be better. Uh, and we're going to be here. Uh, this is a brand new work that we're starting, and I don't, <clears throat> I don't know that I feel necessarily preachy this morning, um, but more inclined to just uh, give you a, give you a short word uh, from the Lord, and then and then really I, I feel from the Lord um, after that we're gonna we're gonna shut off the recording. And it's a unique thing today, and I'm not trying to pinpoint uh, people in the room, but when we're this small and just getting going and people show up that are new, you're kind of pinpointed. And so uh, just to you two that are, that are here, I just, I just want you to know, first and foremost, I don't know how you feel about the prophetic or even if you've ever even heard that, that term, um, but we believe in that. We flow in that. And I want you both to know you came here separately, but the Lord sees you all. Like he really sees you. He sees the hunger in both of you. I see the hunger in both of you, that you're, you're wanting something real, that you've been trying to find that all over Rome, even into other cities. And time after time, you've not found it. At even times when you thought that you had, it showed to be a lie. And so I just want you to know that the Lord sees you. He knows your heart. He knows what you're after. He knows that you're seeking the truth of Him, not to build somebody else's kingdom, not to become somebody else's another member of a church, another tithe bringer, another offering person, another face in the crowd. He sees you standing alone as an individual, hungering and thirsting after more of Him. But He also sees you afraid to step into it. And so I'm going to give this short word, and then I'm really going to end the service pretty soon today because I just I feel from the Lord to take the rest of that time to get to know you both, to talk to you, to hear uh, about your struggles, to step in, because something that most churches miss is true discipleship. 
the time to answer the questions that people long to ask the leaders but never have the opportunity to do so. And here we give that opportunity. And so I want to read from James uh, James 5, um, 13. It says, Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms. Uh, Another version here that I pulled up, it says, If any of you are having trouble, pray. If you're happy, sing psalms. It seems it's so simple the way that this is written that we forget it, that we miss it. That when we're suffering, we should pray. And when we're joyful, we should sing. And it doesn't separate the two. It brings the two together. And it's not that you're suffering and have joy, so you should be praying and singing both at the same time. That is true, but what I think the Lord is highlighting to me this morning is that some of you in this room are suffering, and you need to be praying. There's some in the room that are full of joy, and we need to be singing psalms. Uh, The word psalms breaks down to just bringing love unto the Lord. Everyone talks about revival. Everyone talks about great moves of God and this city needs it and that city needs it. But they don't want to bring together the suffering that are praying and the joyful that are singing on one accord in one room and allow them to be exactly where they are. We are trying to, as a whole, as a church, to bring in a move of God based on false emotions Bring in a move of God on what we're supposed to be like instead of standing where we are. And so we need to be okay with people that are suffering. We need to be okay with people that are struggling. We need to be okay with those people. And instead of telling them they need to stop the suffering, they need to put on a false persona, they need to pretend to be a certain way, but we need to give permission for brokenness in the church. Because if we don't give permission for brokenness and suffering in the church, then James 5.10 cannot come to pass because those that are suffering will never feel permission to pray. It's the same thing as you go to a church where everybody is not in joy. You go to a work where there's no joy. You go to a work where there's some joy, but some are not. And you don't want to be over, over joyful because somebody else is suffering. If you're joyful, you should sing psalms always, not just when everyone else agrees with it. You need permission, and the Word gives it to you, to be who you are, exactly where you are, the way the Lord has you in this moment. Because pretending will only see you religious. But being honest with who that you are, your walk, what you're struggling with, where you are in your relationship. Everyone in Rome saved. Everyone. Everyone you ask, they're saved. They know Jesus. They're living for Him. But then we see them in line at the bars. 
That's not salvation. That's religion. We need to meet them where they're at and give them permission to be honest with where they're at. Instead of, it's it's not that people think that they're saved. It's that people have been led astray to make themselves believe that that is the response that must be given. Because if you're not saved, then you're going to hell. And who wants to be that? Because the gospel of Jesus Christ has been preached for so long in religion, filled full of condemnation that there's no no conviction that will bring us to love. Street corner preachers that want to beat everybody down and tell them they're going to hell. Judge not least you be judged. We don't debate the gospel, we preach the gospel. The gospel's the truth and I don't, I don't have to tell you that you're a drunk and you're going to hell. All I have to do is tell you that the Bible says this about alcohol. And I'm not condemning you because alcohol's in your hand, but I'm standing beside you as a brother that longs to be a brother in the faith to you, saying, I want to help you get free from this demonic thing that has came upon your life, and I want to preach the truth to you out of the Word of God to see you set free from it. Homosexuals. We don't want to let them in our churches. How will they get free if we don't ever let them in? It doesn't mean we're okay with their way of life. It means that we understand that they're broken and they need someone to love them and point them to the truth of the gospel and not condemn them for the sin that they're in because you're in sin too. The only way we get free is by someone walking us out of what had bound us, not beating us up because we're bound. So is any among you suffering? Let him pray. Is any among you joyful? Let him sing psalms unto the Lord. So I know it's not a big fiery message like you are used to from me, but I, I just feel this is important today just to come and recognize that just because they don't know, it doesn't mean they're evil. It means they're in need of mercy. And not just from God, but from you, because if Christ be in you, then mercy should flow out of you. And if mercy's not flowing out of you, how could you say he's in you? Because when Jesus met the adulterous woman and he drew a line in the sand, he didn't stone her. He didn't condemn her. He didn't even address her. He addressed the ones that brought her. When he met the woman at the well, he didn't talk to her and say, you're an adulterous woman because you have had five husbands and the one you're with now isn't your husband. He waited for her to admit that she was in sin. And then he said, you have spoke the truth. You've had five husbands and the one you live with now is not yours. But before he even recognized this. He was offering her that living water, that freedom from who she used to be and the ability to step into who he saw her to be. We need to be more like Christ than ever before in the days that we're in. We we hear all the time, we're in the greatest days ever, and I believe that. We're in the greatest harvest ever, and I believe that. 
But since that is true, we're in the greatest need for the full manifestation of Christ through the sons and daughters. Because why else would they want to come and be like you if what you have they have no desire for because it doesn't match up with love? So Jesus, I thank you for this time. I thank you for this opportunity to come and just share your word. I thank you that we have the opportunity to love those that you love. And that may we always be reminded that we only have love because you first loved us. And may we take this opportunity to absorb this teaching and better understand that it's okay for people to be where they're at. And it's okay for us to be where we're at. And when we come together in truth and love one another and demand change upon one another through the recognition of sin by way of the Word of God with conviction of the Holy Spirit, we can see others step into the light. Because it says, in your light, we see light. So if we be in the light, we can see no darkness. We just see a way into the light. Thank you for mercy and I thank you for kindness. Lord Jesus, bless us. Have mercy on each one of us and speak truth to us. Give us eyes to see your children the way you see them. Ears to hear them the way you hear them. A mouth to speak to them the way you speak to them. A brain to think about them the way you think about them. And a heart to love them the way you love them. In Jesus' name, amen.